The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to On the Right Road. Get ready to experience extraordinary real-life inspiration and discover valuable tools to help kids find and travel the right road in school and in life. And now, here's your award-winning host, author, singer-songwriter, producer, humanitarian, and founder of Right Road Kids, it's Paula Phillips. Right Road! Hello, everyone, and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host, Paula Phillips, and as always, I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening. (laughs) This show is going to be something so special. In planning for it, tonight's program really experienced like a growth and transformation from a sole focus on finding balance in our lives as educators to that and so much more. I read a wonderfully written article about finding balance, asked the writer to be my guest, she accepted, and then I learned about everything she has to share and offer, and oh my goodness. So tonight, we're not only going to focus on the essential theme of balance in our lives, but also on keeping the passion for doing what's truly right in education and for our kids, and even breaking the rules and finding the courage to change and step up even in the midst of the incredibly challenging situations we can all face at times as parents and educators. So to kick things off tonight, I've got my On the Right Road teacher listener shout outs. As always, each teacher whose name, school, and state I share right now live on the air will receive a special school supply grab bag. And just as a reminder that the Right Road team and I will mail out all the gifts and giveaways from tonight's show to the recipient teachers the week of May 28th. And... Here's something really important. Since it's almost summertime and schools will be getting out very soon, as we all know, we're going into our summer gift delivery mode. So if you're a recipient, you'll just need to private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page with your summer address so that we know where to mail your gift. So during the school year, I think most of you know we send gifts to teachers at their schools, but over the summer, we send to home addresses to assure the gifts get into teachers' hands without getting lost in the mail or in school offices over those summer months. So if you see your name on tomorrow's On the Right Road recipients announcement post on our Right Road Kids Facebook page, or if you hear your name right now as a shout-out, because I don't post the shout-outs, I just share them here on the air, make sure, again, to private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page with your summer address. So here we go. Here's all the shout-outs for tonight. I like to honor as many of you wonderful teachers as I can, and, and I have to say it is always so hard to whittle it down because there's thousands of you who let me know that you're listening, and so please know I... 
every single one of you. You're on my heart. You're part of the Right Road family, and I'm I'm just so grateful and blessed and honored to know you. And these, so just know that these are some of the wonderful teachers in the Right Road family. We're all there to support and uplift each other. So tonight we've got Jason Wolsey from Frederick Watson Elementary in North Las Vegas, Nevada. Lisa Banovich from Pine Road School in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Cheryl Robertson from Northwest Middle School in Knoxville, Tennessee. Barb Derby from Beals Elementary in Omaha, Nebraska. Ashley Adams from Epps High School in in Epps, Louisiana. Linda Morton from Dummerston Elementary in Dummerston, Vermont. Allison, Allison Rice from Auburn Early Education Center in Auburn, Alabama. Brenda Miller from Weimar Junior High in Weimar, Texas. Meg Bledsoe from Calvary Christian School in Old Bridge, New Jersey. Shane Alexander from Potomac Elementary in King George, Virginia. Laura Rush from Ottawa River School in Toledo, Ohio. Amanda Harbison from Twin Peaks Elementary in Tucson, Arizona. Stephanie Dean from Inwood Elementary in Winter Haven, Florida. Tanya Lincoln from Hancock School in Brockton, Massachusetts. Christy Howery from Elementary in Kansas City, Missouri, Gia Devlin from Endeavor School in Victorville, California, Emily Curran from South Buffalo Charter School in Buffalo, New York, Ashley Evola from Grant Elementary in Spokane, Washington, Jane Walker from Jean Massieu School of the Deaf in Salt Lake City, Utah, Lindsay Tomlinson from Eisenberg Elementary in Salisbury, North Carolina, Moira Bunchu from Hyannis West Elementary in Hyannis, Massachusetts, and Holly Thorworth being transferred soon, so she'll be soon to be from Benton Middle School in Benton, Arkansas. And I want to share something that Holly sent me. She made this cool, since tonight's theme is courage and having courage as educators, she sent me this cool thing where she used each of the letters in courage and created this little poem. She said, C stands for creativity. These are all things that teachers need. I love this. C equals creativity. O equals organization. U equals unity. R equals relationships. A equals attitude. G equals giggles. (laughs) And E equals energy. I love that. Thank you, Holly. And I've got a couple happy birthdays here. Heather Mock from Washington Elementary in Wichita, Kansas, said she and her friend Allison Pyle. And Allison, I don't know what school you're from this year, but they're friends and they're both celebrating their birthday and listening to On the Right Road tonight. Happy birthday, you guys. And Anna Del Rio from Twin Rivers Middle School in Nashville, Tennessee, said it's her mom's birthday tonight. And they're listening, I think, together. So how special is that? Happy birthday to your mom, Anna. And I had another teacher share that she would like me to give a shout out to all the parents listening because the parents are part of the Right Road family too. And I just, I was so touched by that. So welcome to all of you parents. Welcome to every single one of you tuning into On the Right Road right now. I love you all. I'm so glad you're here with me. And to keep the awesome Right Road giving going, I've got my first On the Right Road giveaway for this evening. You guys know it's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. First, I want to make sure to mention tonight's code word. You probably guessed what it is. Tonight, it's courage. So what you're going to do, for those of you who might be new to On the Right Road, make sure you've got our Facebook page, our Right Road Kids Facebook page, up and ready to go. We're going to post each giveaway as I share it. So 
it won't be up for about two minutes yet. Marcy's going to pop it up. And the simple entry guidelines will be right there in the offer post. But you're also going to want to type in the code word courage because that lets us know that you're officially listening to On the Right Road tonight. So that's your official entry. So for this first giveaway, I've got eight awesome surprise teacher gifts, including gift cards, gift packs, super special classroom resources, teacher yummies, and all kinds of awesome gifts that I've hand-selected and think you'll love. Your response to this kind of giveaway on the last show with the apples was off the charts, so I wanted to do something similar and fun again. So as you'll see, the giveaway post is going to have eight numbered kites. And I picked kites because to me that represents an element of courage. When I see a kite up there flying, I just think that word courage. So that's why I selected the the kites for tonight. But each number represents one of the eight amazing surprise gifts. So as part of your entry comment, you're also going to want to include the kite number you pick between one and eight. It's sort of like there are eight awesome giveaways in one. And we'll draw a name at random from all of those who have selected each number. For example, we'll draw the recipient's name for surprise gift number six from all the teachers who comment kite number six. So there will be eight teacher recipients. Each one will receive one of the surprise gifts. So to enter, you can go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Also, include that code word courage and your kite pick for tonight, okay, as part of your entry comment. Marcy, you can go ahead and put that right up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the eight recipients along with their surprise gifts on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. And you guys know this is just the first of the awesome giveaways I'll have throughout the show tonight, so keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page ready to go. Um, Just a quick note that if you're not listening live tonight, we're live Sunday, May 21st. These giveaways for On the Right Road will be closed after tonight, but don't worry because you know we've got daily fun coming for you on our website, emails, and Right Road Kids Facebook page. So hold on to your hats, you guys. This is going to be such an exciting show tonight. I'm just thrilled to introduce you all to my guest this evening. Her name is Pernille Rip. And, you know, when we when I do my emails, so many of you guys responded that you're familiar with her from keynote speeches, from her books. So I'm just, you said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that she's going to be on your show. If you don't know her already, you will be so glad to have the opportunity to meet her on the show this evening. Again, her name is Pernille Rip. She was born in Denmark, and she's now happily planted in Oregon, Wisconsin, my home state. I live in California now, but Wisconsin's my home state. And ever since Pernille was a child, she knew she wanted to work with kids. And she started her journey as an educator by becoming a math resource teacher and then transitioned into the classroom as a full-time fourth and fifth grade teacher. She's now found her home as a seventh grade English teacher. Pernille is also an author, speaker, blogger, passionate advocate for education, and an award-winning global educator. She's an expert in literature 
literacy and technology integration and dedicates her research and practice to developing engaged and empowered students and communities. She's also the founder of a global literacy initiative called the Global Read Aloud that has connected more than 2 million students in 60 countries. That's six zero sixty countries. And her books and blogs are inspirational beyond measure. She's simply a wealth of ingenuity, information, insight, empowerment, and courage. And I am just so thrilled to welcome fellow Wisconsinite, Pernille Rip to On the Right Road. Welcome, Pernille. Thank you, Paula, and what an introduction. I'm not sure I can live up to all those words. <laughs> oh, well, you, I, you, do, you do every day. And, you know, I in researching and looking into all you have to offer, Pernille, in terms of just everything, inspiration and insight for parents and educators around the globe, I really have been blown away these last couple of weeks as I've been, you know, learning all about you. There are just so many things I want to ask you, and I became familiar with you through one of your blog articles titled 12 Ways I Got My Life Back in Balance as a Teacher. So I'd really like to start there because I think with all we do as parents and educators, finding that balance is the key to our lives. And my last On the Right Road episode was all about finding a place of 100% health as parents and teachers. And this just ties in so perfectly. And your article started with the sentence, I often get asked how I do it all. So I'm, I'm wondering, Pernille, I know your article was about 12 ways you got your life back <laughs> in balance, but maybe could you start by just sharing your top three tips for how you found your balance as a parent and teacher? Well, I think um, all of us that have been on this path of trying to juggle many things, and not just juggle them, but really <laughs> find happiness and peace with what we're doing, have yes. realized that this word balance seems to be the unicorn that we're all chasing. And yes. I think that that was my first step towards a more balanced life, was realizing that I was probably never going to achieve this unicorn balance, but <laughs> instead had to find a way to be fully or more present in the things that I was spending my time with. And my mom, actually, who's also an educator, is the one that really inspired me when she started saying, you know, once you commit to something then enjoy it. And yes. I thought, you know, that's it, isn't it? When we think about balance, because there will be good days and there will be bad days, the biggest thing I tell people is whatever it is you're doing, enjoy it. So if it is that you've chosen to spend more time with your kids or if it's you've chosen to bring your work home because you want to plan a great lesson or you've chosen to read a book or whatever it is, make sure you're enjoying it. Because if not, then you should be asking yourself, why am I doing this? And so that yes. has been kind of my mantra for the last year or so. We're just being present and, and realizing this is something that I should savor rather than just something to get through. And besides the enjoyment, I think I've also gotten good at saying no. And it's hard to say no to people as, as women, as educators, as mothers. We want to help. We want to be helpful. We want to make sure others um, get everything from us. And I think I've had to finally learn from my husband to say, okay, is this important? Can this be helped in some other way? Will someone else be able to step in if I say no? And so I've really started just committing myself to those heart things, those things that matter to my students or to my kids or to my family or even to me, and, and then fully, uh, fully committing and not feeling like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. And so when we talk about balance, 
my two things are enjoy and learn how to say no. And then when you can say yes, say yes resoundingly <laughs> and, and yes. mean it and then be fully present for it. I, you know, I, I'm just like... I- it's like you're. We're speaking the same language. It's like I would have answered the exactly the exact same way. I feel like we're sisters. Like I've known <laughs> you forever. I love this. Okay, so, like I said, I've got so many questions now. One of the things, one of the key things that you write and speak a great deal about, is the most important question a teacher can ask. And honestly, I think it takes a lot of courage to ask this question. So, can you share with everybody, Pernil, what is that most important question? And and why is that one question so important? I think for me, the one question is, how can I be a better teacher for you? And I think the truth that the students can hand, can hand us, and once they see that we can handle it, once they see that we really mean it with an open mind and an open heart, I, it just has completely transformed everything that I do in my classroom. And it does to this day. And it doesn't end. It's not a beginning of the year, like, tell me how I can be a great English teacher for you. But it's throughout the year. What can I do? How can I make this better? And I think that's what I needed to realize, you know, however many years ago when I was ready to quit teaching because I was not the type of teacher I had dreamed about being. It was that the voice that was missing in all of my planning and all of my dreams and all of the things that we do as teachers was that of the kids that I went in to teach every day. And so it started out as a very innocent question of, how can I make this better? And once, and so they were fourth graders at the time, once they started telling me things, they had so much to share. Yes. And so I tell that to people all the time. Like, we have the best professional development sitting right in our classroom. Yes. And yet how often do we have conversations about what's best for kids and never bring their voices in? And it has transformed me. Both as a, well, as a teacher, but also as a human being. Well, so the, what you're saying is to actually ask your students, you know, how can I teach you better? What should I change, right? Absolutely. And then listen. And listen yes. with an open heart. Because sometimes kids will think you're tricking them. And then other yes. times, you know, they're not sure what they should tell you. And, and so, you know, and of course, kids will tell us things that we cannot possibly change. But yeah. then we can have a conversation about that. And I think that that's really important for kids, that they know that they've been heard, even if it's like, no, I can't actually bring a pool or a Starbucks into my classroom. <laughs> but here's what I here's what I can do instead. I can stop talking so much, right? You can get up and move. You can choose your own seats. All of these little things that kids would, would lo- love to have control over. And and then they have ownership, and and it it does it shifts everything. I mean, oh my gosh, that's the way that I approach it in the classroom. You know, I, I often hear teachers being so bogged down, and I feel that simple question, it their their light bulbs go on, and it just something clicks, and it can make everything more fun. And and I know another question that you ask, and I love this one too, Pernille, is ask yourself this: Would you want to be a student in your classroom? That's a good one, right. too, right? Absolutely. And I can tell you there are days still in my classroom where I would not want to be a student in my own classroom. And I think that's when we go back as, as reflective practitioners and say, okay, why not? What needs to change? Because when I realized, however many years ago, seven years ago, eight years ago, that I did not want to be a student in my own classroom, I knew that the only thing I could control was me. So what yeah. could I change to make it better for the students? And so that has truly really been the guiding light for me for many years. Um, and I now, you know, I have four kids of my own, so it's also 
would I want my own children in my own classroom with all of their different uh, ways of attacking the world and being citizens? Like, would that fit into this classroom or would I only be creating a learning environment that, that would work for some of my kids? Well, and um, to, and that one, when I have a problem, when I have a challenge, I don't sit and point fingers. I ask that question. Would mm-hmm. I want to be a student in this class that I'm sharing the Right Road program with right now? And it is amazing how asking that question, uh, it's the key. It, you know, would you want to be a student in your, cl- your own classroom? And then also, again, asking your kids, how can I teach you better? What should I change? And you just mentioned, Pernille, the word reflection. Um, and I, I read in one of your books that you said reflection is the core of professional growth. And I'm going to read a little bit here that you wrote. I took some notes. You share, when you blindly adapt someone else's program, you start to lose your professional identity. You shared, find inspiration in others, but do not follow them step by step. Trust your gut. And if your students tell you something is not working, listen to them. I just, right here, what we've just shared in the last two minutes is life-changing for teachers, students, and education. I believe that. Don't you yeah, think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, no, I agree. And, I, and it took several years for me to get to that point. And, and there's still days where I, where, you know, it seems really scary to trust yourself because yes. we're under this notion of as educators, we should be experts. But yet we know that we're not experts on everything. And we know we're faced with kiddos that sometimes just keep us awake at night and, and we can't seem to reach or, or we're given programs that we know won't work for our kids. And right. so I felt like, it was good to say to others, you know, don't lose yourself. Don't lose right. yourself like I did, where I tried to be everything that I thought a great teacher was and then lost who I truly was. And I was a just fine teacher, who's, you know, but you realize just fine teachers don't change the world. And neither right. do just fine students. And so for me, yes, absolutely. You have to teach the kids right in front of you. And you can't do that if you're not bringing in your own expertise, your own voice your own gut feeling into whatever it is you have to do with these kids. Well, and it's that it's taking, I always teach kids to take at least five minutes each day of quiet time to just find their perspective and remember their specialness. And I think that's so important as for us as parents and educators too, to just reflect and what's important to us and are, you know, are we happy? You know, and and just like you've explained for the last 10 minutes, it just, oh, it's it's spot on. Now, I know, Pernille, that you're so passionate about, quote, giving our classrooms back to our students and making sure we have passion-driven classrooms. What specifically, Pernille, does that mean to you? And, and how does a teacher go about making sure that that's the case in their classroom? Well, I think for a long time, it's been very teacher-centered. And I don't mean kind of like the it's almost a cliche now, right? With the teacher at the front of the the class with all the rows and desks. I don't see that a lot anymore. But I think we need to start looking at who holds the power and how does our classroom environment, how do our interactions with students constantly remind kids that they are not in control. And I think we've lost that. We've lost that essence of these kids are on a learning journey and what are they discovering about themselves? So when I think about giving the classrooms back to the students, both a very physical sense, right? Like you can choose to sit wherever you want unless you make terrible choices and we'll have a conversation. <laughs> but it's like bringing their essence into the classroom too. Even the vocabulary, you know, we use, welcome to our classroom, not my classroom, not Mrs. Ripp's classroom. 
But then I think about, too, one of the questions that we pursue in seventh grade English is, you know, how are you as a reader? How are you as a writer? Who are you as a human being? Because it's not just about the skills that I'm grading. It's not just about, you know, can you write a good sentence or a narrative or an essay or can you discuss this? It's really how have you grown as a human? Because if they haven't grown in the year that we've had together, then I have done them a disservice as a teacher. And so when I think about giving it back to my, my, my kids, it's really to say, yes, the focus is on you and how I best can support you and how are you going to buy into this journey so that they don't feel like school is just something that's done to them. Now, is it 100%? No, never. There's, you know, there's kids still that probably would roll their eyes and be like, oh, this is, this is so annoying. <laughs> like, I wish you would leave me alone. But, you know, I think one of the parts of being a teacher is that we don't give up. And maybe part of the core part of our job is that we will always have more patience and persistence than the kids that we teach. And so I think about those kids that come to us that are completely hell-bent on believing that school is not a place for them, that even if we can get them to change their mind, even just a fraction, yes, then we've won. You know, if there's Absolutely. a battle to win, because then at least we haven't made it worse. And I think that that's something we really have to be careful with in our classrooms. Well, and I love how you say that sometimes we even need to break the rules. Uh, you you know, you share in your work that you like you and you just shared with us that you almost quit teaching, but then you started to quote break the rules and you found that even the smallest changes can make monumental differences. What are a couple of strong examples, Pernille, of that rule quote rule breaking and those small changes that have made a world of difference that you've experienced? Right. A couple that come to mind, I think one of the big ones is having more courageous conversations. I think that we as teachers often take our, um, our not our venting, because I hate using that word, but kind of our problem seeking and, and whatnot, and we take that into maybe the staff lounge or into our hallway conversations, and we don't take those conversations to the people that need to hear them. And so I think about when programs, for example, are introduced or computerized reading, you know, skill development or anything like that, and we sit and question those in our classrooms, but then don't bring those conversations out to administration or to school boards or wherever they need to be, Right. I think then we're doing our kids a disservice, right? So having courageous and kind conversations, because yes. nobody's going to change their mind if they're being berated. But if we can come with our research and with our reasoning, and we can bring our students' voices with them and say, this is why I need to adapt this and I need to change this or maybe step away from this, then we can start to seek those changes. And, but that, that, you know, that's breaking the rules because as teachers, we're just supposed to say, okay, <laughs> it's research-based. I believe you. But then go, no, here's my research. Right. Now, what research is this based on? And so asking those questions is one way. And then I think the other way, too, is just constantly being aware that you are a flawed human being. And I think one of the rules that we need to break, too, is that I think so often we try to portray to our students that everything we do is well thought out, yet we know we make so many snap decisions in the moment, right? And yes. sometimes those decisions are not the right ones. And so I think of the times where I've had to apologize to a student. And I remember those times where they've looked at me and just been shocked. Because how often does a teacher apologize to, their ch- to the kids that they teach for maybe not making the best decision or for maybe speaking to them in a tone that they shouldn't have. And so when I think of breaking the rules, yes, we can look at the big, big components. Like I've moved com- very much away from homework. I've really tried to change the conversation when it comes to grades, that it's not about the number or the letter. It's about the journey. Um, 
But I think about those human things where I've broken the rules, where all of a sudden the role that they see a teacher in had to change so that they could see that I was really a partner rather than this person that just stood at the front of the room and told them what they had to do to get an A. Well, and that, and something like apologizing, I do that with my son. I do that with kids mm-hmm. as well. And what a wonderful lesson when they can mm-hmm. see that, you know, adults take ownership of when they make a mistake. I'm getting kind of choked up here because it really, it really, it it's such a, we, we feel sometimes we have to be perfect as parents and as teachers, but when we're all human beings and if we make a mistake and we apologize that you can see their doe eyes just looking at you, they're not only touched by it, but they're learning how to function in the world mm-hmm. and take responsibility if they make a mistake. And, you know, I think that all that we're talking about here has to do with courage and finding the courage to change and like you said to be you and make your classroom all it needs to be for you and your students and their well-being really whatever that takes so here's here's the next question Pernille and this is like so important for all of our wonderful on the right road listeners to hear because I think a lot of teachers struggle with this what if all of this wonderful change and shift from what I've read you say as a, a lawgiver as a teacher to really a relationship builder is frowned upon in some of our wonderful listeners' school districts. What mm-hmm. can and should they do? Should they leave? Should they change schools? Should they fight? Should they quit? What, what do they do? I don't know. If, and that's the honest answer, right? Because we've all yeah. been in situations where we've had to navigate some really tough roads. And I think every teacher can look back on something where they're like, oh yeah, here was that moment where I had to decide. I think there's always room for change. I think what we can do is to not be um, a battle axe. And that was actually advice given to me by a friend who's a principal. And you're not, he was never my principal. (laughs) He was a principal and is a principal in Canada. But we talked about how to go about change with kindness and how, When you work with others who may frown upon your methods or who may frown upon your philosophies or who may not understand them, sometimes it's on us to have those hard conversations. Sometimes it's on us to go in and say, I'm not doing this because what I'm saying, what I see you do is wrong. I'm doing this because this is the way I need to teach, just like I respect you. I think sometimes we do need to leave. I think I've, I've met teachers where everything they have tried has been met with disdain, where I think it gets to the point where your soul can't take it anymore, and then that harms the kids. Yeah. But I've also met many teachers that stayed, and I've certainly stayed in situations where it wasn't, where I sometimes felt alone, where they then later changed for the better um, because I changed or and because I stayed and because others came along. But I think in the very approach that we take with these changes will tell us a lot about the hurdles that we will face. Because if we tell people this is the way and this is the only way, then we are shutting everyone out. And that is never going to lead people to consider what you're doing in a good light. I mean, you could could be the best teacher in the whole world. And people could still say, yeah, but you're a jerk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think I've learned that the hard way because I've certainly in the beginning, I was very passionate and this was the only way and and how dare you have homework and how dare you do these things. And and now I try to look at all the different situations that we may be faced 
with and how well, we all adapt and how we're all on we're also on a learning journey as teachers, right? Absolutely. So. And I think that's where that self-reflection comes in. You know, and if you do need to make a difficult decision, I think know that that's okay. And also right. know, and I know you talk a lot, we both, you and I both talk about this a lot is to know that you're not alone. You know, right. there are so many others out in the world, there's the whole Right Road family who believe the same thing that you do in terms of doing what's right for your kids and 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 search, you know, search for the positive. Connect yourself with those positive people and take that time for reflection. Um, oh, amen. Now, I, I want to make sure, Pernille, that everybody knows about your books because every word I read is a spot-on inspiration. I mean, it's really quite something. How did your books come about? I mean, you don't just sit down one day and plop out these amazing works of, you know, inspiration. How did you get started in writing? Um, I started blogging. And Uh. the reason I started blogging was that the summer that I was going to quit teaching, where my husband instead told me very wisely that you can't change the kids, but you can change the way you teach, I then would come home and I would reflect to him loudly all the things I was going to change. And I started getting connected with people via social media. And and one night he was like, you know, people write these blogs. (laughs) Maybe you should write a blog. And now looking back at it, I'm sure he was just sick of hearing about it. And so I, (laughs) I wrote it. I started writing and I just wrote whatever was on my head. It became my outward reflection. And that's still what my blog is today. It's really Perniel's random thoughts. I mean, there's, it's whatever is going on. And I also very early on decided that I was never going to shy away from the truth of who I really was and all of the things that happened in my classroom as long as it didn't harm kids um, when I shared it. And so I blogged and people read it. And that was really strange. Um, I still remember the first (laughs) comment I got who just, it was a random person that was like, I can't wait to read what you write. And I was like, is that, you know, and I was just like, is that my mom? Like, did my mom log on? And (laughs) and, like, come up with a fake name. Um, But I write now, like now when I write, the books um, were kind of very organic. I had all this blog stuff and then I started talking to a publisher and they said, yeah, we, we think there's a book here, which was really crazy and has been crazy every time. Because I think we all, of course, suffer from um, imposter syndrome, and we all think, well, somebody could certainly say it better. And yet, then I go into my classroom, and my students tell me these things where I'm like, well, I can use the platform that I, for some reason, have been given through my blog and these books to to share their words with the world. And that's really been the essence of of the books that I've written that the students' stories have been featured prominently, not as a way to go, look at how great of a teacher I am because I look at what my students say, but instead to say, look at how great these kids are and look at how I've changed because I've listened. And so for me, whenever I write, like that's what it's about. Get those voices uh, out there to a bigger audience. I love it. And and you've got four books, I believe. Um, and I want to quickly mention the names of them because, oh my gosh, you've got to get these teachers. Passionate Learners, How to Engage and Empower Your Students. Empowered Schools, Empowered Students. Reimaging Literate Literacy Through Global Collaboration. And I think your fourth book is coming out this summer. Is that right? Passionate yep, Readers, yep. The Out of Reaching and Engaging Every Child. Now, how can yep. people get your books? How, how can they read your blog? How do they get in touch with you? 
Well, I think I'm the only perennial rip in North America. Um, so that's <laughs> really, really simple. I'm very Googleable. All of my books can be purchased through the publisher or Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And so they're out there, which my students also get such a kick out of, right? Like they're like, oh, we're going to be on Amazon. And I'm like, yes, Aww. we are. <laughs> um, so, so they're out there, and my blog is Perneal S. Rip, because um, somebody bought Perneal Rip, which is a really strange experience. Like, I don't know why they have my name as a domain name, but it's purchased. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, and I'm out there, right? And I'm out there trying to connect with people. And, and like you said earlier, Paula, I think that whole notion of not being alone, and, and that was really also part of the essence behind my blog and behind these books was to say, here's all the times I screwed up. And here's what I figured out from those screw-ups. And here's what it looks like now. And this is not perfect. Because none of my books are like, you know, here's your perfect solution for teaching. Follow this program step-by-step. Yeah. Instead, instead, it's just, here's my experience. Here's what my students taught me. And here's what this can look like within the confinement of all of the curriculum choices, all of the things that we're faced with. Well, and I'll, I'll, I just, I cannot say enough that every sentence that I read, it's so empowering and it, it just lifts you up. It's, it gives you so much courage to do what you need to do. So again, you guys, her name, and I want to spell it for you just so you can Google her. And, and it's so easy to find her website. Once you know how to spell her name, it's P-E-R-N-I-L-L-E. And again, the initial S as in Sam, RIP, R-I-P-P dot com. Just it's got all the blog articles, her books. You can easily find everything. And on that note, I've got my next on the right road giveaway for this evening. So Pernille, stay with me. I'm going to have some more awesome questions for you. But Pernille, this giveaway is actually in your honor. It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have five. Amazon gift cards so you can purchase any of Pernille's wonderful books. And I know that they're available on Kindle. I think it's about $10 a book if you do it that way. They're available in paperback. The hardcover books are a bit more expensive, but I think the paperback books you can get for about $20. So there will be five teacher recipients and each one will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. So to enter, and I cannot say enough, Every teacher in the world should read these books. They are extraordinary. So there'll be five teacher recipients, and each one will receive a $20 Amazon gift card. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Also, remember to include tonight's code word COURAGE as part of your entry comment. Even if you included it as part of tonight's first giveaway, make sure you type COURAGE as part of your entry comment and this giveaway too. So Marcy's going to put that up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now. Just look for the post that has the big Amazon gift card on it. You can't miss it. And it'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the five recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page tomorrow. Huge thanks to some of our wonderful On the Right Road sponsors, Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team, Health Coaching with Claudine, and the SoCal DCH Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships for helping to make this wonderful giveaway possible. And Pernille, I want to, speaking of, of your books and literacy, I want to ask you, I've heard so much about the international literacy program you started called the Global Read Aloud. What is that and how can teachers and their students participate? I'm such a terrible person at explaining the Global Read Aloud and I think it's because <laughs> so many amazing educators 
have taken it and made it their own, but I'll try. I'll try to do the just, uh, do, do it justice. So the Global cool. Read Aloud started in 2010 with a really simple idea in mind. One book to connect the world, which seemed like a very grand thing, but it really boiled down to taking what we already try to do in many of our classrooms, which is read aloud to our students, and then sharing that experience through whatever means of connecting, whether it's technology or, or you know, mail or anything like that, um, and then reading the book aloud at the same time, but using it as a way to connect our classrooms. And so that's what we've been doing for the last seven years. The program has grown quite a bit. It's always in October. It starts October 2nd, I believe, this okay. year, and will run for six weeks. Um, the books have been chosen. We have four books, so you pick whichever chapter book works for your group of students. This year it's Fenway and Hattie and, um, excuse me, The Wild Robot, A Long Walk to Water, and then A Monster Calls. And then there's also a picture book author study, which is Mem Fox. And okay. so teachers sign up. It's free, of course. You do have to get your own book, but it's free. And then you find other teachers to connect with, and then you connect with them during the six weeks. And people use so many different ways to connect. They use Skype and Twitter and Padlet and email and videos and, and you know, kid blog and, and write about it, all of these things. And then they just share these, these reading experiences. And I think the program has grown quite incredibly. I mean, we hit a million students last year and I've stopped counting this year because every connection has been so incredibly important. And I think it started out as a way for my students to understand just how similar they were to students around the world. And I think that's still the core of the the program, really using books and this very intimate connection we can have with incredible read-alouds to connect us more around the world and so to really build empathy and kindness And then it also gives teachers another way to learn from other colleagues and to find others who are like them. Again, as a way to find out that they're not so alone and to maybe dabble with some stuff that they haven't tried before. And I think that's why the project keeps growing because people find incredible success with it and can make it their own. There's no lesson plan. We just tell you the chapters to read so you don't read ahead. And then we try to give you the kind of support that you need, but all the awesome veterans of the projects are also incredible with sharing their ideas and resources. And so it's just one more way to bring the world in and bring, make the world a little bit smaller and, and to really fall in love with another great book. And why not do that with your students through this read-aloud? Well, and as you're talking, Perniel, I just, for all of you guys listening, you know, Perniel's one person, and I just look at all that you've accomplished, Perniel, in addition to being a mom of four kids and, and being a classroom teacher. So, teachers, whatever your dreams are, whatever is on your heart, know that it's possible, that you have the power and the ingenuity and the tools inside of your heart and soul to bring that out into the world. I just, I'm just so inspired by our conversation tonight, Perniel. So how can, I, we, I know we just covered so much in terms of the Global Read Aloud, and it's coming up, like you said, October 2nd for six weeks. How can they f- learn more about this? Is there a website specifically for yeah. the Global Read Aloud? Yep, just go to theglobalreadaloud.com, and there's a lot of information, and you can sign up. There's also a Facebook group where people, where educators reach out and connect with each other and support each other through and so really make it your own. And when you sign up, you'll, you'll get some information from me. And most of it is here's, here's the different places. And then we just kind of wait until we get a little bit closer. But um, it's, it's, it's not meant to be scary. And I also tell people that if it's their first time and they're not quite sure what to do, 
And simply signing up and reading the book aloud without connecting to others is also completely okay. There's not a lot of ways you can do the global read-aloud wrong, which yeah, I think yeah. is really good for a lot of teachers because that way they can kind of dip their toes in and then uh, get more comfortable with it. And that's often what happens, that teachers will just kind of do one thing or connect with one class, or, and then the next year they, they do more and more every year. Well, I, I just, I love our whole conversation. I, I love that in the midst of what often seems like this kind of national and global crisis in education happening, I feel like there is so much hope. Don't you? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know there's so many problems, but I feel like answers, real answers and real change and real positivity for education is possible and it's here, it's at our fingertips. And I think you personify that and that is so exciting to me. Don't you feel that there's, you know, if we all keep coming together in this goodness for our kids and doing what's right and taking those chances and breaking the rules when we need to and don't you feel that anything is possible here? I think so. I mean, and I think that it's also a choice we make, right? Like we can, yes. as I'm going to quote a colleague, like we can be problem um, seekers or problem solvers. And I think that that's so huge. I love my job and I'm going to love my job because I get to teach kids. Like that is the <laughs> best experience every single day of my life. And if I don't love my job, then I shouldn't be a teacher. And I don't think that's harsh to say, but I think like we have a choice to make, right? We can be a part of the solution or we can be a part of the problem, but we can't be part of both. And I think it's really easy to get sucked in. And trust me, I know how it gets when everything seems to be a little bit too much and the kids don't seem to have gotten what you planned and, and all of those things. And maybe you're not feeling good, but you can always look for the good. There's always at least one good thing that happens in your day, even if it was the worst day that you've had in your teaching career. And so sometimes totally when agree. we reflect, you just have to find that one good thing and then go back the next day and look for the next good thing, right? But it's Ugh. a choice. Like We can either let people decide what they say about education or we can go out there and prove them wrong. And my kids are proving people wrong about how teaching doesn't matter, how reading doesn't matter, how writing doesn't matter. Like That's, that's what we can do as teachers. We can take back the narrative, not let yes. others shape the narrative for us. Well, Pernille, I can't believe this hour has, is just flying by. Is there, uh, is there anything else, just kind of a few final sentences that you would like to share from your heart with all of our amazing On the Right Road listeners? I think the biggest thing is, and, and I know that sometimes people put me up on this pedestal of this teacher who has it all figured out. And I can tell you there's no such thing. I have not figured it all out. I don't think there's such a thing as perfect teachers. I think we're all trying to make it better, to make our experiences more meaningful with kids. And I think we have to keep coming back to the truth that the kids tell, tell us. And I'll, I'll end with a story. On Friday, I had visitors in my classroom that happened. You know, if you're ever in Oregon, Wisconsin, come on by. And I asked the kids at the beginning of the class, I said, okay, how many of you at the beginning of the year, on a scale from 1 to 10, how you felt about reading, were at about a 1 through 4? maybe half the class raised their hand. And I said, okay, how many of you are still there? And almost everybody except for four kids took their hands down. In a perfect world, those kids would have taken their hand down. But in my reality, those kids are still not there yet. But I looked at them and I said, has it gotten better? And they all said, yeah, a little bit. I hate it less. And I was like, that's the success that we have to look for. 
You know, not this perfect thing that we then strive for and that we then break our backs trying to reach because that's not going to happen. Yeah. So we we start out small. We focus on the good. We start listening to the students. And then we realize that we will never be perfect and that that's okay because students don't need perfect teachers. They need people that love them, that care about them, and that are constantly reflecting on how they can become better. So... Uh, uh, uh. Uh, and that's what every single person listening does every day. So, I mean, I'm I'm just, I wish I could go give you all a hug because I feel like something special happened tonight. Thank you, Pernille. You are amazing. And I'm so thankful you've been my guest. I just, uh, I'm just very moved by all the possibility. Thank you. you're, you're amazing. Thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. And I, I, I've got to thank my amazing sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Lori Stenis and her Keller Williams real estate team, Nair, Seatsack, the Southern California DCH, Audi, Honda, Ford, Lexus, and Toyota car dealerships, and now Health Coaching with Claudine. She and her health coaching services have signed on as an official on the Right Road sponsor since our last show. Um, oh, my gosh. Hundreds of you um, requested that free health coaching session with her. Know that if um, she's reaching out to every single person if you haven't gotten an email from her yet it will be coming very soon she's setting up those sessions throughout the summer so um, watch for that email for her and remember we said we'd send you all stickers every one of you who responded to that giveaway on the last show those are coming we're just starting to get them out this week because there were so many of them so oh my gosh a reminder a huge reminder to mark your calendars for Sunday June 4th that's the date of my next live on the right road show It's going to be our first of our summer on the Right Road specials. And it's going to be a Right Road Q&A extravaganza where you can ask me anything you'd like. I'll be taking your live call-ins. And you can also private message me on our Right Road Kids Facebook page or email me at heypaula at rightroadkids.org with any questions you have. You can even start asking them tonight if you want. Send them to me. If I answer your question on the air... On June 4th, you'll receive an awesome school supply gift pack. And I'm going to make the episode like a summer celebration kickoff for all of you amazing educators with gifts and giveaways to help you pamper yourself and refresh and renew over the summer. So, yay! And I oh, I got to make a minute here to announce the recipient of the surprise cash and gift cards giveaway from yesterday's email response. Um, the recipient of that is Sarah Plumitalo from R. Dean Kilby Elementary School in Woodbridge, Virginia. So, Sarah, because this gift has such a high value, you just need to private message me on the Right Road Kids Facebook page right now to claim it. Include your summer address, and we will get that off to you. And like I always like to do, I wanted to make sure to to take a few minutes tonight to wrap up with some nuggets from my heart that you can take into the week, that you can take into the rest of the school year. And I decided to do some thoughts on courage that have come to my heart over the last week in preparing for this show. Number one, know that your gut instinct will be right and it will guide you. This is something that I have embraced over the last few years. I think for many years I fought it. 
I thought, oh, geez, if I have this scheduled, everything needs to happen exactly the way that I planned it. But like we talked about tonight, sometimes life kind of happens and things take a different turn. Here's a perfect example. Two weeks ago, I was planning for this show. We were launching our new Right Road Take 5 video episode. I had two huge days sharing the Right Road program in classes. And I'm like, I I cannot physically do everything that is on my docket this week. What am I going to do? And the one thing that came to mind was the class on Friday, I need to only do one class instead of two. Unbelievably, the minute that I realized that and and allowed that thought to, to come into my head and not be panicked about it, a teacher from that school messaged me and said, Paula, we've got an emergency here. Our testing schedule changed. We can only do one class that day. And I thought, oh my gosh, the universe, God took care of it. I just had to say yes and acknowledge it's okay if this schedule needs to change a little bit because that's what my gut was telling me anyway. So know that your gut instinct will be right and it will guide you. Listen to your gut. Number two, have the courage to be you and know that even through challenges, all will be okay. And that by being the courageous, real you, that's how you're going to find your ultimate happiness and success. Defined by you, not plopped in your lap by somebody else. And here's a perfect example of this. Um, a few years ago, when Right Road Kids was growing by leaps and bounds, it seems like every month it's growing so much. But this was right before we started the On the Right Road radio show. Um, I met with this wonderful business friend of mine. I just needed to pick his brain for advice. And he gave me some terrific advice that I still use today. But one thing that he said that didn't sit with me was he said, Paula, the first thing you need to do is sit down and envision the beautiful multi-million dollar home you want to live in and and how your life's going to be in five years with all these awesome things that are happening. And I got home and I thought, that's not what I envision. I, I My life right now, It has been this way for many years, and it still is. At the end of the month, I have trouble paying for a pack of gum because I use my money to help kids. And I got home and I thought, okay, it would be nice to have a beautiful home someday that would maybe allow for the expansion of Right Road, bring on more people to help even. But I'm happy giving my last 50 cents. Instead of buying a pack of gum, I'd rather give that to help a kid or a teacher or a school. And that's my happiness. So I realized something very profound. That's my definition of happiness. So I hope that helps you. Be you and find your happiness, not what society defines it. Number three, allow the journey of courage to be joyful. Like Pernille shared, enjoy the ride. And some know that sometimes that ride may be a long one. Um, when I first started Right Road Kids, I, at the end of the day, I promised myself I wanted to have this feeling that it was enough. Whatever class I worked with, whatever I was doing that day, through all the stresses and challenges, as long as I had that feeling it would be enough, that was happiness. But yet, still this feeling was pulling at me that I should do things like the radio show and all these amazing things that after all these 25 years have now come to fruition. But I've realized that I enjoyed the ride every single day along the way. It doesn't mean there weren't hard days, but it it's what brought it to the point that it is today. And now it is a global outreach. So enjoy the journey of courage. And number four, like we've talked about tonight, realize you're not alone. There's huge hope. Look for the positive change. Find that in your life. 
don't focus on the negative, focus on the positive, live the positive, and allow that to be the guide for the courage in your life. And on that note, I've got one more wonderful giveaway for you all this evening. Um, It's open to all teachers in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 12 32-count packages of those natural wood pencils from Nair that nobody can find anymore. We have a couple boxes left here, and each gift pack will also include a rainbow of Sharpies so that you can create positive message pencils for your students. This is something that Pernille does to uplift her kids in a special way and the decorating of the natural wood pencils with Sharpies has been something that Right Road teacher friends have been doing ever since we started sharing these hundreds of thousands of these amazing pencils from Nair with classrooms around the country. So there will be 12 teacher recipients and each one will receive one of the awesome pencils and Sharpie gift boxes. To enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Follow those simple entry guidelines in the offer post. Make sure to also include tonight's code word courage as part of your entry comment as well. Marcy, you can go ahead and pop that up. It'll be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids page tomorrow. Huge thanks to Nair for donating those awesome pencils and Sharpies. Our sponsors are just the greatest. I just, yeah! I got to give another huge thank to, thanks to Pernell Rip, my amazing guest this evening on the Right Road. Thanks to Marcy. Thanks to Justin and the whole Voice America team. In case you missed any part of tonight's show or would like to share it with friends, this episode will, of course, be available to listen to or download for free. We'll post that on our Facebook page and website within the next few days. And And, of course, watch for that Click and Listen giveaway on our Right Road Kids Facebook page next weekend. Even if you're listening now, you can still click and listen and enter that giveaway. Remember that the next On the Right Road show will be live here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel on Sunday, June 4th. In between our On the Right Road broadcasts, you can always connect with us on our Right Road Kids Facebook page and on our website at rightroadkids.org. Always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, Sunday, June 4th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern, here on Voice America Empowerment. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered, courageous inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Be brave and courageous, everyone. Always have the courage to change and make things even better for your life and for your kids' lives. I love you all. Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road.